Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Ants, grasshoppers, and sheep. What do these three creatures have in common? They were all likened to man in the Bible. God actually used them as examples to teach man. Let's first look at the ants. Proverbs 6 and 6 says, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. The ants are not a strong people, but they prepare their food in the summer. Proverbs 30 and 25. Ants are one of the most interesting creatures in the world. A quick look on Google tells us there are over 10,000 different species of ants in the world. Some of them live in tunnels underground. Some build mounds out of dirt, which we call ant hills. Others live in dead trees. Ants are considered a social insect in that they live in groups and help one another in different ways. God has made ants with some special abilities. For example, one type of ant called the parasol ant is a farmer. He actually raises a fungus garden. He plants, fertilizes weeds, and harvests his own crop. Another kind of ant is like a dairy farmer. He keeps little cows called aphids, a small insect. In the winter, these ants carry aphids into their nests and care for them. In the spring, the aphids are placed on plants where they feed. And when the ants rub the bodies of the aphids, a sweet liquid comes out which the ants drink. Ants have a wonderful sense of direction. They can travel great distances and always find their way back home. In Proverbs 6, Solomon wrote, Go to the ant and be wise. And in Proverbs 30, 24, he wrote, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. One of the four things is an ant. If we look at ants as representing Christians, we see that there are a lot of resemblances. First, there is their work habits. Ants are very busy working, preparing for the winter, for they know the winter will indeed arrive. Christians are very busy also. They not only work to provide for their families, but also work to prepare themselves and the world for the coming of Jesus, which they know will arrive. Second, ants have the care of the group on their minds. They each do their job, not just for themselves, but for the well-being of other members of the group. Much as we are told to do in John 15 and 12, Jesus said, This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. And in John 13.35, he said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. It is this denying the self that enables that group, or our group, to succeed. Third, ants are very steadfast. If any of you have tried to get rid of them, you know how they just keep coming back time after time again. If an obstacle is put in their way, they will continue to work to remove the obstacle. 
They don't give up. They just keep going. This is another characteristic of Christians. Steadfastness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, Paul wrote, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Again, in Galatians 5 and 1, we read, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let's focus on the grasshopper. Grasshoppers are an insect that are known for their huge numbers. They are distributed worldwide wherever vegetation grows. Some species that are normally migratory will migrate if their numbers become too great for the food supply. When this happens, the crop gets totally ruined in their new habitat. One species has become infamous to us, and that is the locust. Locusts can totally wipe out all vegetation in an area, and when the vegetation is gone, the plant dies. If we track the grasshopper or locust through the Old Testament, we will find another analogy made towards man. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So we were in their sight. Numbers 13 and 33. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. Judges 6, 5, and 7, and 12. Job, in chapter 39, 20, said, Canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? The glory of his nostrils is terrible. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Ecclesiastics 12.5 Isaiah 40.22 says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants therefore as, are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out of the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Nahum 3.17 says, Thy crowned are as the locust, and thy captains as the great grasshoppers, which camp in the hedges in the cold day. But when the sun arises, they flee away, and their place is not known where they are. If you think of grasshoppers as the people of the world, those outside of God's kingdom, you can see the resemblance. They are quite numbered, just as grasshoppers. They care for nothing but themselves, just as grasshoppers. They totally destroy their surroundings, and when the light of God shines upon them, they hide, just as grasshoppers. Sheep In the New Testament, Jesus likened man to sheep, among other things. 
One of the ways Jesus taught the people was to talk in terms of things that were important to them. Sheep were important to the people of those times because it was a source of food and the wool from the sheep was a source of clothing, both of which they needed to survive. Sheep were also important because they needed them for sacrifices. Just as sheep were important to them, we are important to God. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And he said in Matthew 12, 11 to 12, And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. From these verses we can see we are pretty valued by God. There is a saying that a sheep will follow the herd even if it's over a cliff. It seems that since they are a herd animal, this is their natural tendency. Man is much the same way. Our natural tendency is to follow the way of the world, which we are most definitely warned about. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Exodus 23 and 2 Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. Colossians 3 and 2 For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew 16, 26 He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Matthew thirteen twenty two. Just as a herd of sheep needs a shepherd to keep them from danger and in control, so does man. Jesus explains in John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14, that he is the shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand, a not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. As we see here, the shepherd is willing to fight off the predators, namely the wolf, and even give his life for the sheep. Jesus does the same for us. He was willing to overcome Satan and his sting of death by giving his own life and overcoming death. But we are still warned that the predator is still lurking around us to take advantage of the weak. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Matthew 10 and 16. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, 
as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5 and 8 So how do we avoid becoming weak and being overtaken by a predator? I think we need to learn a little from each of these three creatures. We need to obey our shepherd just like the sheep, for he is there to protect us. We need to learn to deny ourselves, be steadfast and constantly preparing just like the ants, for this will ensure our success. And lastly, we need to learn what not to do from the grasshopper. Caring for nothing but the immediate will definitely not get us a reward in heaven. And when the light of God comes, we will have no choice but to try and hide. Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.